0: Hello and welcome back to the Skull Football Talk Show. I'm your host, Luke Schwant, and today we're going to be talking about the Vikings-Buccaneers Week 1 matchup being played this upcoming Sunday. We're going to be talking about both the Vikings' offense and defense and the Buccaneers' offense and defense. We're going to be highlighting some players along the way and finishing off with some pretty exciting news surrounding this game. So jumping right into it, Vikings' defense. This They have an exciting, exhilarating defense ahead of them this year with the scheme. And I'm not going to say that it's already set and stone that they're going to be a really good defense. We saw last year they're pretty much worst in the league. They had a minus three-point differential, which is just horrible for a playoff team. So yeah, obviously the man of the hour is Brian Flores. We... Uh, Got him last year after we thankfully cut or fired Ed Donatel. I'm thinking in football terms right now instead of like the official term of it. So yes, Brian Flores, new defensive coordinator, plays an aggressive, fast type of football with guys all over the place, like sending safeties on the line on blitzes. Eight man blitz packages, all this crazy stuff. What well, we're not going to talk about blitzes today. We're going to talk about our young group of cornerbacks that go by Makai Blackman, A Evans, and Andrew Booth. So starting off with Makai Blackman, I did watch a decent amount of amount of film on him. I really, really liked his play style. This was obviously after we drafted him. I I really liked this pick too. This was a great decision by this front office to take a cornerback when they did I mean by the time like it we didn't have a round two selection so them making this in round three it was smart and yeah he is fast he is he's very good in man there was a play that really stood out to me against the Seattle Seahawks game where he's just completely manning up and just like controlling the wide receiver when he played against the seahawks for it was like a drive and then he didn't play the rest of the way but he's he's one of those guys that he's kind of a sleeper right now no one really knows too much about him besides like vikings fans obviously because he's a rookie and he wasn't drafted in the first round but he's the kind of guy that can turn into a breakout stud I don't know if a Pro Bowl comes just yet, but eventually you can see that guy being on having lots of Pro Bowl votes. Next up the Caleb Evans. I did not see no one saw too much of him last year. Same with Andrew Booth. They both got injured and they just have not shown and proven anything. And this is kind of the common theme of this episode of proving yourself at the nfl stage which is pretty tough for a lot of guys like 90 percent of them it doesn't come natural like it did for jamar chase when he had like two touchdowns on the vikings in his first nfl game so yes caleb evans and andrew booth i don't have too much to talk about them but they do 100 percent have to prove themselves or they will not be starters I know our cornerback room is not the best in any way, but like it's gonna be a fight to see who gets that third who is that third guy. Cause Byron Murphy Jr., he is pretty much a lock at one. Makai Blackman, they have him as listed as the number two guy. But I mean, numbers don't matter too or how it's listed doesn't matter too much. All these guys are going to get playing time. Andrew Booth might be a little less. But if he's able to show out and just do make special plays, especially against a pretty bad quarterback, Baker Mayfield, on the Buccaneers, he he should get a starting nod. And I wouldn't be surprised if he does by, like, week three. Okay, now talking about our offense. We have... One of the best, if not the best, wide receiver corps in the entire league. I mean, Jordan Addison, Justin Jefferson, TJ, and KJ. I mean, I know there's other teams out there. They might look a little bit better on paper. They might be a little bit more proven, but come on, we have the offensive player of the year and the newly highest, yeah, highest paid tight end in the NFL. TJ Hawkinson signing a signing a massive extension to be with us for many many more years. I think he's with us till twenty twenty eight now. So yeah, this is this is the this is the main thing. If you want to, if you only had one thing to watch, you should be watching our wide receiver group. Yeah, the, yeah the Buccaneers have a good secondary. It's not better than the wide receivers they're going to be facing. So look forward to that. They are a very, very, very exciting offenses. And they have one of the best wide receivers and one of the best wide receiver groups in the league. Player highlight, this one's obvious. It's Jordan Addison. His first NFL test is finally happening. I mean, he had a couple of good catches in the preseason game. But other than that, we haven't really seen anything Everything from his catching, route running, and mainly his speed will be showcased against a very decent secondary, this Buccaneers secondary, which I'll talk about a little bit later. So, I mean, number 23 overall pick in the 2023 draft. I was so happy when we got him. He was, he, I'm 90% sure he won the, he won the Bolitnikoff award, which is number one receiver in college. So, yeah, he's great. I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the runnings for Offensive Player of the Year. Moving on, Buccaneers offense. They're lackluster at offensive line, running back, and quarterback, and that's not good. They got a defensive-minded head coach who is also, his bu- his job's on the bubble right now. This could be his last year, for all I know. He hasn't, Todd Bowles has not, done really much of anything besides maybe getting, like, 8-9 with Tom Brady, but, like, Tom Brady shouldn't be getting, shouldn't be going 8-9, so, and yeah, let's talk about this offense real quick, they are one of the worst offenses, they went 8-9 with Tom Brady, now they have a very, very counterfeit version of Tom Brady with Baker Mayfield, And this O-line is very similar to last year, and they didn't really do anything to fix it. And they lost Ryan Jensen to an injury. So, yeah. Now to talk about the highlights of this offense. Both these two guys need to prove a whole lot to keep their jobs in the long run. Running back, second-year guy Rashad White and quarterback Baker Mayfield. Obviously, like I just said, both have a lot to prove, and I mean, they're not very good when you compare to the league-wide competition at these positions. Baker Mayfield, probably number 30, Rashad White, below 30. And like I've said before, something needs to be different about you to make it into the NFL as a quarterback, talking about Baker Mayfield here. You need to have something that's special about you that you can do that no one else can. And if you don't have that, it's going to be difficult. And besides his throw power, I mean, he threw the NFL record, Hail Mary, with a 70-yard pass against the Ravens to end the half. But other than that, nothing really stands out. I mean, if this Tampa Bay O-line isn't on point. This will be a very difficult game for Bucks fans to watch and right now I'm seeing a blowout happening. I mean, the Vikings are good pretty much all around. We have some holes like I think weak side linebacker or one of those positions is Brian Asamoa who didn't get 100% of the playing time last year. He was a rookie. He did have some good plays towards the end of the year, but other than that he might be a weak point. Also, our D-line might be a weak point. I'm not saying our edge rushers. I'm saying our D-line with Harrison Phillips, curious Tonga, and Jonathan Bullard, and like Dean Lowry. So, yeah. I think we got this game in the books, but let's talk about the Buccaneers here. Okay, Rashad White. He's another running back. That got the RB one job this past off season. He was pretty decent as a rookie behind Leonard Fournette, who is no longer on this team. I mean, if he shows out Sunday, maybe some fantasy football teams might start to start him if needed. I mean, he's not he's not a lock for the for like fourteen player teams, but maybe if you just want to throw him in there for fun, go for it. He'll. He'll be, he should be pretty consistent. But I don't know. I I don't know. He he got the starting position. Literally anything could happen. Now, finishing this episode off, talking about the Buccaneers defense. The one position that sticks out to me so much over any other position on this team is the linebackers. Devin White, Shaquille Barrett, and Levante David. These guys are by far the high, highlight position on this team. I mean, it's not even a debate. You could maybe talk about their wide receiver group, but it's behind Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, there's no one. And tight end, there's no one. Quarterback, not even close. Running back, also not even close. O line, even farther from the running back. So, I mean, I don't have much to say about them, but I mean, they're vets, and I'm 95% sure. These three won the Super Bowl 55 against the Chiefs. Yeah, they're super athletic and will be a problem for the Vikings run game and short passing game. Let me know what you think about them. If you, I don't know, if you'd like watch tape on them. I don't know if really anyone does that, but let me know. And I mean, we'll see it on national television on Sunday if... If, like, these vets who are really good, I'm pretty sure Devin White's a team captain. If they're able to show out and play really good. Finishing it off with some news, Josh Metellus just signed a two-year, $13 million deal. He will be great this year on the new defense. Great at rushing behind the edge rusher on these, like, crazy packages that Brian Flores is sending And then also all pro center Ryan Jensen out for the year. That will factor into this game. That means someone who really hasn't shown anything or maybe even a rookie will be thrown into this center one spot, which is, I mean, that's not easy. That's one of the important positions outside of left tackle on the O-line. And... Yeah, and the only quote-unquote good player on their O line is Tristan Wirfs at left tackle. And I'd say Tristan Wirfs about a top five, in my opinion, because you got guys like Trent Williams, Christian Derrissaw, to name a few. And then around the NFL, game tonight in about an hour when this is being published, Lions Chiefs. I got the Chiefs on this one, even though Travis Kelsey is not playing. They're going to humble the Lions on national television. It will be amazing. Browns-Bengals, I'm going with the Bengals. They got Joe Burrow, I think. I am not entirely sure on that. I mean, there's still a couple days. But, you know, Jamar Chase is him. All these guys are just... They're just him on this Bengals team. Not a a lot of guys like that on the Browns team. I I mean, you got Deshaun, Mr. Massage Watson, but... You never know what you can get out of him. And then Bills-Jets, the Monday night football matchup. I don't know. I might be going with the Jets on this one. They re- they got their Aaron Rodgers. Don't know if he's still taking psychedelics. And if that'll factor in. And I'm, I mean, week one matchups for him are always a nightmare. So, <laughs> I got to stay on topic. Bills are still a really good, solid team. They got bunch of consistent guys. That's almost always the key factor of their success in making it to the divisional round since 2020 when they made it to the AFC Championship game. That's kind of when it all sparked up when they got Stephon Diggs in a trade with Minnesota. I still have the Jets on this one. Let me know. This is going to be close. I will definitely be watching it. But that's all I got for this episode Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Enjoy some football on Saturday, or tonight, Sunday, and Monday. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to this episode of Skull Football Talk Show. I'm your host, Luke Schwant, and I will see you in the next one.